Welcome to another week in the cabin in Crapper Creek. I'm Glennery, your lovely host. Uh, coming up on this week's show as we roll into Independence Day weekend, we're going to talk about just how bad Fourth of July sucks in Alaska. Uh, we're going to ask Trooper Cooper some questions, which will be fun. We've got more coronavirus insanity. Fun quiz with the mayor. Maria talks about um, pre-sex rituals, plus a great celebrity interview with Alaskans Doing Good and Ben Grossman, Oscar winner, Emmy winner. He'll be joining us as well. It's all coming up on the show. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. All right, Independence Day weekend coming up, and I know, oh, how exciting. Here's the thing, though, living here. For those of you around the globe, uh, we celebrate the 4th of July here in uh, the interior of Alaska a little different. For one, fireworks, uh, they're just, they're fucking stupid. They're dumb. <laughs> it's, a, eh, it's a bit underwhelming, all right? There's no real big payoff. Anticlimactic. Why? Because we have, we have the midnight fucking sun. That's why. You can't see shit out there. Everybody said, I mean, you're not supposed to watch fireworks while wearing sunglasses. Last time I checked. <laughs> but that's what you have to do. So growing up in Alaska, I could never really enjoy Fourth of July fireworks show. The first one I did, I was eight years old and we were in California, Santa Cruz with my cousins. And I got to see a real outdoor firework. You know, normally here in Alaska, we can only see fireworks if we're freezing our balls off because it's dark enough. So... Um, sitting around like barefoot watching fireworks doesn't happen in Alaska because by the time it's cold enough, it's just, it's bullshit. I know. It's like, Oh, that one was great. No, I'm just watching big puffs of smoke is all it is. You can't say, Oh, there's no, that was a cloud. You don't know. It's, it's pretty stupid. So we try to get out on the 4th of July and go do camping trips Go do stuff. Otherwise, the only fireworks we have when I was a kid were things that are illegal, like, uh, you know, cherry bombs and uh, M80s. And we would just use them to blow shit up. That was basically 4th of July meant blowing shit up, not fireworks for us. Tonka toys, models, whatever, just blowing shit up. Mailboxes, didn't matter. Just blow the fuck out of it. It's kind of how we rolled. So I thought now might be a good time. Uh, You know, if you're looking at doing like we do and going on a little camping excursion, I got some tips for you before you hit the road with the family. Let's turn it into an educational moment. 95.9 presents an X-Rock Morning Show educational moment. All right. If you're looking at heading out on the great highways and byways of Alaska with the fam for the Independence Day weekend, a couple things you might want to consider to make it a more enjoyable process. Number one, you want to plan some stimulating topics for the family to discuss. I mean, in that three minutes before the kids put in their earbuds. Remember to pack a cooler. And not just the one you use for organ harvesting. Try to select a musical playlist that everyone can agree on. Even though that doesn't exist. Bring books so your wife will be distracted as you oogle women who are walking by the beach or the river or the pool. Oh, make sure to leave room in the trunk for that one kid who won't stop whining. Are we there yet? Yes, allowed for a good stop at every possible pullover in case you know somebody in the car is going to have to pee or poop every goddamn time. While the kids are immersed in their iPads, make that a good time to possibly discuss the separation. 
And remember, if cops pull you over, make sure to hand the bag of weed to your least favorite child. And also, before they walk up to your car, bring the sweatshirt so you can pull it over your defund the police t-shirt. Pick up cheap souvenirs, like seashells, maps, dead beetles, and trucker teeth. And finally, a tip for your holiday weekend excursion with the kids. To get the kids to sleep, put on your favorite podcast. Like this one. And enjoy your 4th of July weekend vacation. Try not to kill each other. <laughs> hey, sweetie. Hello, darling. What you got going on? I found this survey. Oh, good Lord. What do you mean, good Lord? You're setting me up. No, I'm not. Yeah, this, you were. No, listen. Um, and these are kind of funny because you and I have been together a very long time and we, we're veterans of this kind of thing. So they say these are the 10 most common things people do before getting it on. A ritual, so to speak. Uh, number one, they're, uh, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, going to the bathroom, shaving, mouthwash, changing your underwear. What? <laughs> do we change our underwear before? I don't No, we usually don't have any underwear on. <laughs> changing the sheets putting on lingerie i more for okay. you than because I, I don't think sure. i've i don't think i've done that <laughs> maybe flossing and lighting a candle so those are before i would have put on uh, on that list putting on music love having music music is nice starting uh, a fire yeah starting a fire all that kind of right right and then the 10 common rituals after sex uh number one cuddling <laughs> no <laughs> we don't cuddle watching tv Eh. Drinking water. Okay, that makes sense. Wine. Wine. Uh, getting dressed. Well, duh. I mean, okay. <laughs> Spooning. Ew, yeah, no. We don't do that. Yeah, uh, we don't do that. No. <laughs> doing, I like this one, doing nothing but lying there. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call that sleeping. Yeah, I think so, because uh, that one's not on the list. Uh, having a deep <laughs> conversation. No, 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 making food, ordering takeout and hopping on social media. What? Uh, no. Again, these are probably younger folks. It's okay. Good night. Yeah. Usually <laughs> you just kick me out. Yep. Goodbye. See you in the morning. <laughs> Call me later. Leave the money on the nightstand. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to leave cash. <laughs> <laughs> so here is something that uh, radio jocks and comics sit around and talk about. Cause we talk about th the most mundane bullshit ever. I mean, just, the crap that comes out of our heads, uh, most of it we don't share because, well, we'd be ostracized, kicked off of social media. We would lose our jobs. So there's a lot of stuff we don't do, you know, like in these situations, even on a podcast. It'll come back to haunt you. Just thank God. I just thank God every day I did not have Facebook or social media, Instagram, any of that. When I was growing up at 18 or 19, I would not have a job today. I'm sure of it. Sure of it. But we were sitting around talking about company slogans, and uh, it, it started with uh, KFC. How they changed from Kentucky Fried Chicken, they just call themselves KFC, but they still use finger licking good, which sounds sexual. So we started coming up with different phrases uh, that sound sexual. We had some pretty good ones, really. Do you have some porn music? Wow, that's like the worst porn music ever. Who has, who has sex to this? I think it's furries. I think this is furry sex music. 
Anyway, Burger King, I'm loving it. See, the, you could use these in the bedroom. You're in good hands. Remember, Allstate. What about Pringles? Once you pop, you can't stop. Oh, multiple orgasms. I don't know if that's what that means. Timex takes a licking, keeps on ticking. Yeah, she does. Eat fresh, Subway. Of course, uh, let your fingers do the walking. Remember that? Yellow pages. See, you kids have no idea what that even means. Oh, where's the beef? Come on, that was an all-time classic. Remember, where's the beef? Love that one. Now, if you remember Carl's Jr. slogan from the 90s, it's a good one. If it doesn't get all over the place, it doesn't belong in your face. Well, that's just kind of blatant right to the point, right? I mean, if she's into that. Years ago, believe it or not, the Girl Scouts had a slogan. And this was from the Girl Scouts, so don't shoot the messenger. Where the girl comes first. Wow, what world do they live in? (laughs) That's my sexist chauvinist remark of the day. There's uh, somebody, uh, one of our buddies said there, uh, he grew up in Long Island and there was a hair salon called Family Affair and he never forgot they had a huge billboard that looked over the road, the highway, and it actually said, for the best head you ever had. And of course it showed a woman's head of hair, but it showed her. It's like guys are probably going, "Er, what's the phone number on that one? Maxwell House, coffee, remember them? Good to the last drop. Had to be tough growing up with the name Wendy because everybody's calling you hot and juicy or asking where's the beef. Or Arby's, we have the meats. Gatorade, is it in you? Is it in? I'm done. And then M&M's that melt in your hands, not in your mouth. I don't know. Unless it's finger licking good. You can just cram them all together. Of course, if you use any of these, it's going to get your ass kicked out of fucking bed right away. I guarantee it. Don't use any of these. All right, except for the Girl Scout one, because she might actually appreciate that. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, so many people have questions about the great state of Alaska, as well as uh, maybe our laws and the ways of our land. We are a different people. And that's why we like to bring in a specialist, as it were, uh, law enforcement here in Crapper Creek, Alaska, our resident Alaska State Trooper. Perhaps you saw him on television. He's kind of a thing. The one and only Trooper Cooper to answer some listener questions. Let's do this. Trooper Cooper, my question is, how long, I mean, does an officer have the right to coach squatters, tenants that are in a building as far as what their rights are. Uh, squatters? Uh, squatters? You mean like people who are living there and ain't paying rent? Uh, young lady, you do realize uh, my jurisdiction is Crapper Creek, Alaska, where we got 38 residents and ain't a goddamn one of them paid for shit. Hell, the whole town's nothing but squatters. The hell am I supposed to do? Set out rat traps for Christ's sake, and that includes the feller at the end of the lot there with the radio station. You think he's paying for a squad around here? Hell no. Tell him to clean up the goddamn empty cereal boxes for Christ's sake. Jesus Christ, I can't believe these people. I want to know if it's legal to walk into stores with open carry firearms. Oh, well, sir, uh, this is Alaska, so you can pretty much go in there carrying whatever you got. Big old knife, big old gun, uh, 
bazookas, flamethrowers, rocket launchers. We don't really care too much. But whatever you do, don't try to go through that 15-item checkout line with 20 items or we will haul your ass in, mister. And really, what makes you more uneasy? A feller there with a sidearm strapped to his side, fully licensed and trained, or the 300-pound broad wearing the Packers jersey and a thong? Come on, people. Trooper Cooper, I'm curious how the Crapper Creek PD is dealing with racial tensions these days with the police department. Oh, heck, that's an easy one. I can answer that question how we took care of it here in Crapper Creek in five simple words. And those words are gay, black, female, Jewish cops. Boom. There, now what you got to bitch about? And besides the fact they're all outstanding officers, to be honest, the uh, police department has never looked more tidy. <laughs> Live from Crapper Creek in the cabin here, uh, just outside of Fairbanks. Of course, checking in, though. We love to check in with Fairbanksans who have escaped and done good and got away, doing something that's pretty fun and uh, impressive. One of those people's on the phone with us right now, good friend, longtime friend, Gentleman I worked with here off and on doing TV and radio commercials. He did television production um, uh, for Fox and for a couple of local affiliates before heading down to L.A. to make a career. It's Mr. Ben Grossman is with us. Benjamin, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Glenner. I'm doing great, man. How are you? Great. Good to hear from you. Thanks for taking some time. I know you're a busy man now. You, of course, have been into um, uh, digital graphic design, one, uh, uh, videography before that. So it was kind of a natural transition for you to end up there doing special effects and what have you. I remember uh, for ESPN, uh, you did some for a while, and then you've, you did some uh, in some movies. What, what was the first movie that you were listed on as doing any kind of special effects work? I, I think it was something called The One. With Jet Li. Oh, that's right. You were telling me how you did the scene where he took two uh, uh, motorcycles and like smashed them together or something. Yeah, good memory. Good memory. Yeah, okay. Yeah, at the time, my job was to paint out all the rigs and stuff that didn't belong in the shot. So like, I also worked on Spider-Man, the original one, like 20 years ago. And whenever Spider-Man swings, he's obviously, yeah, he's holding onto his web, but he's got a steel cable that holds him. And so we used to go frame by frame and paint all those things out. And that's kind of how I started down here. But yeah, I definitely made TV commercials in Fairbanks and, and worked at the radio station, worked at the TV station, worked at the news miner right, as a right. photographer. And I was big into, big into media. And then I just was like, well, screw it, man. It's, I had a particularly hard winter and my starter died in my car. And I was like, somebody just needs to push start my car. And then I'm going to drive until there's no more snow. And then that's how <laughs> I ended up where I ended up. And uh, you and your office, beautiful, right in downtown L.A. now. Uh, but your business, of course, from there you went on. You won, uh, of course, you won an Oscar for the movie Hugo for the special yep. effects. And you won the Oscar. And I remember when you brought the Oscar up to Fairbanks, I actually had your Oscar. And I, if you remember, I went around and I took photos of it in places that an, an Oscar had never had a photo of. Like I, I put <laughs> one on the back of the toilet. I put it uh, on my furnace. I put it out in my yep. shop uh, and even in the dog kennel next to the pooper scooper I, on the snow. I set your, your, the Oscar and uh, they're like they always say on TV, they're heavier than you think. Yeah. The yeah. Academy was not prepared for an Alaskan to win an Oscar because now <laughs> the Oscar brand has been places that know 
that has never been previously. As soon as I took it to your house, it was like, all right, we're going to check about 20 new things off this list <laughs> and hope the Academy never finds out about it. It's like the Stanley Cup. And with that, of course, you went on. You've got Emmys. You've done so much. And your business has grown. And I remember the time... Maria and I went down being Star Trek nuts and you had your office at the time down in Santa Monica and you said, come on by. Can't tell you what we're working on. We go in, we find out you're doing the J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek yeah, movie Star Trek. and we lost it, man. We went so geeked out. It was awesome. And I remember, I don't know if I told you, but we went by J.J. Abrams office and I stole two packets of Sweet and Low. And I handed them to two of my biggest Trekkie friends, and they went nuts over that. So, and now you guys are in a different venue from just doing special effects, correct? You, you're, you're now moving on into virtual reality. At least you were, that was the case a couple of years ago when I was down there with you. Yeah. Yeah. So the theory was this, you know, it was you and Maria got a kick out of seeing those little pieces of a movie, like the behind the scenes and oh, what goes into it. Brilliant. And, yeah. and I was we were thinking, you know, look, we've been working on this stuff for 20 years. We just keep doing the same thing. And eventually you can't blow up any more planets. You've done it all. You've checked everything off the list. And so the thing that was kind of driving us nuts was we were like, well, on Star Trek, there's a holodeck and you can go into the holodeck and you're in anything you could possibly want to be in. And so we thought, well, that's kind of what movies are, except you can't go inside them. You just have to imagine what it's like because you see them through a rectangle like right. a television or, but, or, or whatever. But what so, if, right? What if? Yeah. So the point is, is that what if you could actually put the audience inside of a movie? Like what if you could, what if you and Maria could go into Star Trek with the actors and the cast and everybody around you? And then, you know, you could play a role. What if you were like the actors and what would that be like? And so we said, look, we're never going to get there if we don't stop working on movies. we got to stop working on movies in order to build what is the next kind of movie that's going to come out two-way, where the audience is part of the film. Wow. And so we had to kind of ma- imagine what that was going to be like. And it was going to use technologies like virtual reality, but that's not all it's about. It's going to use augmented reality, but that's not all it's about. And so we have a company that just focuses on that. What and is what the is the name like, of the company? And how do we build it? Uh, it's called Magno, excuse me, Magnopus. Right, um, Magnopus. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's putting two words together, Magnum Opus, which is great work or the greatest work. We started the company, we squished the name together, and to me it sounded like a giant undersea octopus creature. So I thought, that's cool. We could kill some people with that name. So right. uh, that's what we did. Wow, that's just fantastic. Our guest once again, former Fairbankson and Oscar winner, Mr. Ben Grossman, live down in Los Angeles. It's funny, you can build these things so that you can experience them, but then when you think about getting them into the world's hands, then you add 10 or 15 years. So the irony is, is that like, if you come to our office, you see some mind blowing stuff. But then if you ask me when it's going to be out, I would tell you 10 years from now. And this is kind of what we did with The Lion King. That was the last thing I worked on that was kind of big. We built the whole movie, The Lion King in VR. And then we put the film crew inside VR so that they were in Africa and that the animals could talk and they could film it as though it was real, even though it was all fake. Wow. And so we're starting to do more stuff like that because the entire time the film crew is just sitting there going, man, this is going to be awesome when, when the audience is actually in here with us doing the same thing we're doing. And that day is coming. That day is coming. Dude, it's such a great conversation. I could do this all day. We're going to have to do it again. I could do a whole show on just this. Thanks so much for joining us today. Stay safe. Hug that uh, beautiful family of yours for me. We miss you. We look forward to having you back home one of these days. 
Hey, man, you too, Glenn. Can't wait to be there and, and uh, come back and see you guys. Oscar winner, Emmy winner, Mr. Ben Grossman, one of Fairbanks' finest, folks. As we roll through another week of this living nightmare, well, welcome to it. You know, we try to keep things light here in the cabin of Crapper Creek. Yeah, we kind of try to keep the windows closed, too, because of the mosquitoes. That's a whole separate issue. But now would be a good time for us to just revisit this last week in coronavirus insanity. Coronavirus. Insanity. All right, folks. Uh, we start our insanity with some sad news as our friends at Chuck E. Cheese are filing for bankruptcy. Yes, you know, that's what happens when you can't wallow a wall away in the uh, pit of balls. So it doesn't mean they're all closing. They're just going to, they're obviously hit hard by the outbreak. Uh, Dosa Key is giving away six foot long beer coolers. They, they, it was a one day promotion. To promote social distancing. You know, really, all they had to do is say, yeah, um, we're the other Mexican beer. Because, you know, Corona is like going, I don't know if this is, it might be real good for them. Because subliminally, we're going, man, I could use a Corona right now. I love Corona beer. I haven't stopped drinking it. All right. Uh, Elsewhere in our coronavirus insanity, city in Thailand has started to sterilize monkeys. (laughs) Because they're terrorizing the locals. Now that all the tourists are there to feed them, the monkeys are going nuts, man. It's like, man, don't go past 57th, man. That's the monkey's turf. They will fuck you up. Monkeys sticking a little dick in your ear. It's nuts. You don't want to. They're throwing crap at you. Literally. Amsterdam's red light district may not survive the pandemic. Man, am I glad I hit there last year. I didn't really. It was the wife, we were just there drunk and walking through. It's, it's just really cool. It's kind of a, it's a cool area. So the locals have enjoyed the lack of tourists and want to replace the brothels with something else when they go bankrupt. Here's the thing. I was in uh, Amsterdam. But it's fucking crazy. There's millions of people in that town. They're not all there for the brothels. They're there for everything else. In the brothel area, there's really not that many tourists for all the squares every place else. So I, I, don't, I don't think that's, you know. Actually, I'd imagine a lot of their tourists are going away because everybody used to go there for the weed shops and the cafes. You don't have to do that anymore, at least not in my neck of the woods, which is extra cool, right? Elsewhere, the virus has changed how people interact on Tinder as well. Sexy talk and cheesy pickup lines are down and straightforward comments like, uh, how are you? Are up 30%. It's like, how are you? I'm fine. Want to fuck? Yes. So see, there's a little more human interaction now. Pub in England lost its license after cops raided it uh, back in April and found a bunch of people hiding in closets when the place was supposed to be closed. And I don't know if you've heard the game, remember, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, where we're all somehow interacting and related to Kevin Bacon in one way or another. Now an artist in Ohio, a sculpture called Six Feet of Kevin's Bacon. It's a six-foot six tall strip of bacon made of wood with a metal barrier around it so you can't get closer than six feet. And it's supposed to be, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure there's some symbolism there, but this is America in, the, in Ohio. They're just going, bacon. They don't give a shit what it's about. Uh, an axe-throwing club in San Diego finally got to reopen, and they're offering uh, healthcare workers uh, free to go throw axes. It's an ultimate stress reliever. <laughs> okay. You know, one of them's, yes, um, now, do I just throw this at my husband's head, or do I... And here's some good news if you're worried about getting this. Do you know in Ethiopia, there's a monk who's 114 years old that just beat the virus? Take that, you stupid fucking virus. Boom. 
And people are finally allowed to kiss the Blarney Stone in uh, Ireland again. All right. You know, it's a tradition. You lean over and you kiss this. You know what? That it was. I thought it was nasty before the pandemic. I ain't kiss. I wasn't kissing it then. I ain't kissing it now. Kissing the Blarney Stone. Some of these stupid things. Um, and pediatricians in the U.S. have put out a statement strongly in favor of getting kids back to, in schools. And I'm imagining it's the pediatricians who are at home with their children. That'd be my guess. And finally, my favorite story is public bathrooms closed across most of Scotland. Uh, lots of people have been pooping outside Queen Elizabeth's vacation home as they hike past. Oh, no bathroom. We're just going to poop here for the queen. Here, we're going to leave a deuce for you, queen. There you go. That ought to do it. That is your coronavirus insanity. Coronavirus <laughs> insanity. And <laughs> sterilizing monkeys and pooping at the queen's house. That's a pretty good week of activity. From the farthest north rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Ah, live from the cabin, yes, live from Crapper Creek, the podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Glenn are here with you, killing mosquitoes right and left. Oh my God, has it been a bad year? On the phone, <laughs> on the phone with us, we can't do a, a podcast without this man, the mayor of Fairbanks, Alaska, just outside of Crapper Creek, and uh, that is Mr. Jim Matherly. Mayor, how are you today, sir? Well, at least I'm not as annoying as the mosquitoes. No, no, not at all. Oh, no, no. Unless you're like buzzing in my ear in the middle of the night while I'm trying to sleep, <laughs> then you would be every bit as annoying as that little bastard. But you're not. Uh, you're, you're a fine, fine young man. <laughs> and with that said, Live normally we bring in the cabin the here uh, just outside of Fairbanks. Of course, checking yes in, though. We love to Correct. check and in with Fairbanks. You've done pretty good. Depends escape. on the week. Good. Last week, not so much. But, you know, the topics. And, uh, who's to uh, say? You know, I mean, Alex is on the phone with us right now. Good friend, long-time friend. Gentleman I worked with here off and on doing TV and radio commercials. He did television production. Just in time for Fourth of July. Now, fireworks are a no in the city limits, correct? To make a career, it's Mr. Ben Grossman is with us. Benjamin, how you City limits. You, hey, you hear Gunner, it, idiots? I'm great, man. How are you? At great. Good to hear from you. Thanks for taking some time. I know you're a busy man now. You, of course, have been into um, no, uh, digital graphic him, design. Yeah, you know, uh, I know you can't. Videography before that. So it was kind of a natural well, transition for right, you to so end up the there doing now, I think special it, it's effects been and what have you. I remember, There's not a red banner uh, for ESPN. Uh, you did some for a while. And then obviously, obviously you did no. some uh, in some movies. Be what, very smart. what was be the very first movie that you were good listed on as doing any kind of special effects? We light them off in the winter when we can actually see the gun things. So, oh, nobody wants to go to your You were telling me how you did the scene where he took two motorcycles and like smashed them together or something. Yeah, good memory. No, yeah, okay. It's not fireworks in Fairbanks unless we're watching them while we're freezing our balls off. That's that is how. Ago. We're not, spo- we're not comfortable swings, watching yeah, fireworks like, uh, you know, with our feet in the sand. That just doesn't happen here. So, so with that in mind, comes our contest out. this week, our and little quiz, and it's our fireworks yeah, I or um, movie slash Now, these can be movies. Of Rude, an adult man. nature. I had a particularly hard winter. Oh, my starter died so, in my car. Here's our first like, one. Somebody just needs to push Tropic Thunder. Comedy or firework? Until there's no more snow. Oh, and then that's how I ended up where I ended up. And, uh, you're in your office, beautiful, right in downtown L.A. now. 
Uh, but your business, of Golden course, Shower, there, you went on. You won, uh, of course, you won an Oscar. <laughs> is that a movie? For the movie or is that a Hugo firework for the special yeah. effects? And you oh, won the Oscar. And I remember when you brought the okay, Oscar up to Fairbanks. <laughs> I actually had your Oscar. And I, right, if you remember, I went one. around and I took um, photos of it in places that an, an Oscar had never had Ruckus. a photo of. Was that a movie? Like, or is that one on the back of the toilet? I put it on my furnace. I put it out in my shop. And even in the dog kennel next to the pooper scooper, I saw on the snow, I no. saw your, right. your the Oscar, right. and uh, you, right. you know, like they always say Here's on TV, one. There. Here's another one. Think. Full Monty. Yeah. The Academy was oh, not was prepared for an Oscar to win an Oscar. Now the Oscar All brand right. has uh, been forceful places movement that, know that has never been previously. As soon as I took it to your house, it was like, "All right, we're going to check about twenty new things." It's like the Stanley Cup. And with that, of course, you went on. You've got Emmys. You've done so much, and your business has grown. And I remember the time. Maria and I went down being Star right, Trek nuts, another one. and you had your right. office at Gold the time down blonde. in Santa Monica. Was that a movie? And he said, come uh, on by, I no, can't tell you what we're working on. We go in, we find out you're doing the J.J. Uh, Abrams <laughs> oh. Star Trek. Yeah, Mayor Adnan is on sound we lost uh, it, man. Right, we here's went another one. so Major down. It was awesome. Well, that was, uh, that and I remember, I don't know if I told you, but we went by J.J. Abrams' office, and I stole two packets of Sweet and Low. And I handed them to two of my biggest Trekkie friends. And they were nuts after midnight. There we go. You guys are in a different venue from just doing special effects. I thought for sure I'd get your golden shower. You're now moving on into virtual reality. And I said golden shower Years ago, when well, I was down there. We went, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the was <laughs> no, it was a you movie. Know, it was you or, Maria or the golden Yes, now we all need a shower. That's the honorable mayor, Jim Matherly from Fairbanks. Jimmy, thanks for joining us again, sir. We'll do it again next week. Keep up the fine work. And so, the thing that was kind of driving us nuts was we were like, well, on Star Trek, there's a holodeck, and you can go into the holodeck, and you're in anything you could possibly want to be in. And so we thought, well, that's kind of what movies are, except you can't go inside them. You just have to imagine what it's like because you see them through a rectangle like right. a television or, but, or, or whatever. But what so, if, right? What if? Yeah. So the point is, is that what if you could actually put the audience inside of a movie? Like, what if you could... What if you and Maria could go into Star Trek with the actors and the cast and everybody around you? And then, you know, you could play a role. What if you were like the actors? And what would that be like? And so we said, look, we're never going to get there if we don't stop working on movies. we got to stop working on movies in order to build what is the next kind of movie that's going to come out two-way, where the audience is part of the film. Wow. And so we had to kind of ma imagine what that was going to be like. And it was going to use technologies like virtual reality, but that's not all it's about. It's going to use augmented reality, but that's not all it's about. And so we have a company that just focuses on that. What and is what the is the name like, of the company? And how do we build it? Uh, it's called Magnope. Excuse me. Magnopus. Right. Um, Magnopus. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's putting two words together. Magnum opus, which is great work or the greatest work. We started the company, we squished the name together, and to me it sounded like a giant undersea octopus creature, so I thought, that's cool. We could kill some people with that name, so right. uh, that's what we did. Wow, that's just fantastic. Our guest once again, former Fairbankson and Oscar winner, Mr. Ben Grossman, live down in Los Angeles. It's funny, you can build these things so that you can experience them, but then when you think about getting them into the world's hands then you add 10 or 15 years. So the irony is, is that like, if you come to our office, you see some mind blowing stuff. But then if you ask me when it's going to be out, I would tell you 10 years from now. 
And this is kind of what we did with The Lion King. That was the last thing I worked on that was kind of big. We built the whole movie The Lion King in VR, and then we put the film crew inside VR so that they were in Africa and that the animals could talk, and they could film it as though it was real, even though it was all fake. Wow. And so we're starting to do more stuff like that because the entire time the film crew is just sitting there going, man, this is going to be awesome when, when the audience is actually in here with us doing the same thing we're doing. And that day is coming. That day is coming. Dude, it's such a great conversation. I could do this all day. We're going to have to do it again. I could do a whole show on just this. Thanks so much for joining us today. Stay safe. Hug that uh, beautiful family of yours for me. We miss you. We look forward to having you back home one of these days. Hey, man, you too, Glenn. Can't wait to be there and and, uh, come back and see you guys. Oscar winner, Emmy winner, Mr. Ben Grossman, one of Fairbanks' finest, folks. There's another good one. Thanks for joining us this week. Hey, don't forget, you like it? Make sure to uh, give us a mention in there. Give us some comments. Give me some feedback and share this show with five friends. Would you spread the love for me? Remember, if you like what you hear and you'd like to wear it on your back, visit the Crapper Creek General Store. You can right at our podcast website right there at livefromcrappercreekak.com. And uh, visit the store. Get some Crapper Creek shirts, hats, gear, whatever you want. It's very cool. It can ship right to your house. Till then, have a great week, and we'll be back next week. Have a good one. Be kind. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.